Am I Iron Man? I am a man in a can. Isn't that how it goes? That's not how it goes. What? Are you kidding me? That's the Iron Man song, right? No, 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 no. You're mishearing it. It's actually Olive Man. Oh, I am Olive Man. That doesn't make any sense. When you gonna eat me from my can (laughs) comes in steel or glass. Stick a pimento. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Dueling Reviews. I'm Steven. That's Matthew. Got to make sure I have that seven-second delay going on when Matthew's on. You always have a seven-second delay. We use Skype. (laughs) (laughs) This week, Matthew and I are sitting down and diving into the Ultimate Comic Universe with Ultimate Comics Iron Man number one out today from uh, Marvel Comics or Marvel Entertainment or Disney. Who knows where it's coming from? Demon in the Armor, part one of four, written by Nathan Edmondson, artist by Matteo, uh, what is it, Bufagna? Bufagna, Okay. I would say Bufagna, but um, me Italiano is a Mucci Rustio. And uh, Andy Troio. Uh, So, it has been a while since I have been into the Ultimate Comics universe, for a variety of different reasons, uh, and I think I've spelled them out before, but if you're a new listener to uh, to this, uh, I'm just not a big fan of what happened after Ultimatum. Sure, it was a great way to shake up the world, get rid of uh, Peter Parker, and bring in uh, Miles Morales. Uh, that's all well and good. And for the most part, you know, I like some of the Ultimate stuff. I mean, that was really my introduction to uh, to the Ultimate universe, but lately I've been kind of drifting away. Matthew, on the other hand, has always hated the, the, uh, the <laughs> Ultimate universe. I hate is such a strong word. I mean, I don't think I hate it. I just the problem with the you're not going to take it home and introduce it to your to your wife and daughter, are you? Well, it's not going to live in my neighborhood. Let's put it that way. Ah. No, the ultimate universe is for all intents and purposes from my perspective. And I don't like to be the old guy ranting how they changed it. Now it sucks. But it's like the Cliff's Notes Marvel Universe. Right. And it it started with Ultimate Spider-Man. And the whole point of Ultimate Spider-Man was making Spider-Man stories that were, and now, eight years later, they feel dated. But at the time, they were meant to be topical and to bring Spider-Man, who at the time was in a slump, to you know a point where he was once again topical and meaningful, which is fine. And I'm I'm down with that. I understand that. But then they did a whole universe of it. Mm -hmm. And a whole universe of it really came down to... We had, we now have a separate version of all the characters. Well, I don't really mind that. I mean, it is a separate universe. I mean, we see that happen a time and time again with guys and the same guys doing the same things. But it's for the younger crowd who don't want to dive into issue 725. Oh, we can't do that with Spider-Man because Spider-Man ends at issue 700 when they you kill him. You're the only one <laughs> who worries about jumping into a book with issue I do. It, I do. It really concerns me. But, of course, we don't have to worry about that too much anymore because Marvel's now is giving a bunch of new number ones. We've got this uh, new comic. I mean, with after Ultimatum, uh, Marvel essentially kind of uh, redid a bunch of uh, Ultimates comics with new number ones. And we get to a tale of Tony Stark, uh, Iron Man. Um, the last time I read an Iron Man series, I really hated it from the Marvel, uh, from the Ultimate Universe. Um, uh, Tony Stark was living in some kind of blue gel inside of a suit. Orson and was, Scott Card was basically doing an Ender's Game riff. He really was, and that kind of—I mean, for whatever for what it's worth—I just didn't like that storyline. But now we have this brand new storyline. Uh, that starts out uh, flashing back from the uh, past to the present 
telling a story of a young Tony Stark and a love interest, uh, Josie. I don't remember what her last name is, uh, but and they the were trying to. Cats. Oh, really? Okay. She yeah, is it's French and the pussycat. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, Hello, this is my girlfriend, Josie. Already the off the rail in four minutes. Uh, so they were trying to start their own company, JT Technologies, uh, separate from Stark Industries. But of course, Tony's dad shows up and says, you will be part of the Stark Industries. I won't pay the rent. Oh, no, there goes Matthew all crazy and whoopity doodad. Uh, try it now. Meatloaf! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So the older Stark shows up and says, you will be a part of this company. I and I won't be a part of this company. You will be a part of this company. And, you know, uh, the older Stark has the mustache that's perfect for twirling, too. Yeah, he does. And he looks... Uh, uh, Howard Stark always looks like an evil Howard Hughes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which and is kind of uh, somewhat Hughes-ish. somewhat bothersome, but uh, also somewhat kind of cool at the same time, I guess. Eh, I can I can take it. I mean, I kind of like the Howard Hughes reference uh, every time that we see uh, Howard Stark show up in in this stuff. Right. I mean, just because of the of the connection. Now, one of the now there's a couple of things that are leading into kind of the big reveal for this story. Uh, When we first encounter uh, Howard Stark, he's playing with some gold coin. Later, as we jump to the present day and Tony Stark is basically uh, going up before his shareholders and, and making a reference back to Ultimatum and how the world was basically destroyed and how we're rebuilding and how um, Stark Industries is having a a boom year. We see some shadow people lurking at the side of the stage saying, hey, give us access to uh, the Stark uh, research rooms and we will uh, give you $3 million. And then we see Tony Tony playing with the same gold coin that we saw um, his father playing with, his father presumably dead. Interesting thing about the gold coin when we finally get a close look at it, we see kind of a an Asian motif uh, going on in there, and I thought, oh, well, that's kind of that's kind of cool. Maybe they're going to do something Mandarinish with that. But surely, this far into the Ultimate Universe, Matthew, surely they've introduced the Mandarin. Well, first of all, don't call me Shirley. Well, that's... second, more importantly, uh, yeah, I don't think they have. But the problem that we get into is not that they haven't introduced the Mandarin at this point. It's the fact that now they feel like they need to. Well, you know why? There's a couple of things that are going on, too, because they talk nanotechnology right. a couple of times uh, in this in relation to either Stark's uniform or uh, some of the technologies that uh, JT Technologies was working on. His girlfriend ends up dying. He kind of blames his father for that. Um, but, yeah, we do get introduced to the Mandarin. And at the same time, people are trying to break into Tony's labs and they've accessed his critical systems and they're trying to shut down the uh, the Iron Man armor with Tony in it. Self-destruct in 10 seconds as this issue ends. No. Do you know what this sounds like now? I haven't read the, the series and I'm sure you have. This sounds like the extremist storyline to an extent. Bit, yeah. The extremist storyline was a little more complicated, but yeah, the basic gist of it was very similar. And, and what do we have coming up in Iron Man 3? The extremist storyline and the Mandarin. Oh, see, and that's my biggest complaint about this issue. Matt Fraction has done a lot in uh, the mainstream 616 Buyaka Buyaka universe to um, make the Tony Stark that we're reading about each month more like the Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark. Yeah, I'm good with that. 
Mm-hmm. But the point is that the ultimate universe is is in theory supposed to be something different. Right. But this whole issue makes Tony Stark in the ultimate universe basically indistinguishable from Tony Stark in the regular universe, mm-hmm. with the sole exception of this whole backstory with a girlfriend who may or may not actually exist. Ooh, what if she was the Mandarin? Oh, 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 and, t- and flip it. Now, what happens if they, I mean... <laughs> that, that's a that's a kind of a of an old way of of doing things. I mean, we've seen this flip happen before, but wouldn't that be interesting if they did do her? Well, they'd have and they created a female the Mandarin. Well, maybe who knows? And you, you'd have to get a binder to keep her in. <laughs> I keep all my comic books in binders. Um, do you? No. Do you really? long boxes? Uh-oh. I'm I'm interested to know if that would actually happen. If they would actually use that as the as the uh, the the twist in this story, we've only got four issues. I bet you even money it is the twist in the story. The only I mean, she's Chekhov's gun at this point, and someone needs to fire her. Well, the uh, the other thing is maybe she's not the Mandarin, but maybe related to the Mandarin because there's a plane crash. That's how Tony finds out that uh, Josie is dead. She was the only one on the plane, so nobody. I ain't got nobody. Nobody loves me. This could turn into more of a, uh, not Josie is the Mandarin, but Josie is Talia Agul. Boji, boji, bop. <laughs> oh, Matthew. <laughs> I don't know if I yeah. like this story, to be honest. I don't know if I do either. And there's a, a you know, a complaint that I keep making about the Iron Man armor. Oh, I hate the Iron Man ar- armor in this, in this uh, Ultimate Universe. It has that weird monkey face on it. This makes it so much worse by taking the weird monkey face and making it a weird arrow-shaped monkey face. Well, almost, you know what it looks like, and kind of goes into the title of this series, it almost looks like a demon's head. (gasps) Especially when you look at it in that very first opening panel, it looks like some kind of... head of a demon. It looks like Timberwolf's chest symbol circa 1989. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I, I understand what they're going for here. There was a specific look to the original Brian Hitch Iron Man armor in Ultimates, mm-hmm. and they're trying to keep that. But it just looks a little over-rendered and overworked and goofy, especially since they've taken great pains to make sure that it's still recognizable as the movie Iron Man armor. Yeah, it's really not. I mean, it's not even close to the movie. I mean, it's red and gold. It's very it's red and gold, but the faceplate yeah, itself a lot closer than what we've seen. Iron Man's armor. I in the don't know. I looking like. well. Oh yeah. Well yeah. But it has a. It has. It's very different from anything we've seen in the movie, or really what we've seen in the uh, in the six one six. Especially right. when the arms have those like little uh, ridge plate things that come up, and really the head and the face mask are really more yeah. angular and more pointy. And like I said, it looks more like a demon. The head um, is different, but the basic breakdown of the armor and the shoulder pads and the framistats mm-hmm. looks like Robert Downey Jr.'s armor. I watched Avengers like two did nights. you um did you read that entire Orson Scott card uh, Iron oh, Man God, series? No, no. I, I I got as far as them throwing Baby Tony in the oh in the vat of blue stuff. The, no, they threw him in a furnace and he burned to death. the The bullies in his school oh burned that's right him to death. And his luckily his nanoprobes rebuilt right, him. Right. And I'm like, what? Well, when I saw the the title of this, Demon in the Armor, I was like, oh, they're going to do the Demon in a Bottle storyline and yeah, deal with think addiction. But then, of course, um, you know, they pull, they pull the Mandarin thing. Yeah, I pulled a Mandarin once. Hey, yeah, now it's a family show. 
My mom said you go blind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I, again, not paying attention a lot lately, completely forgot Jarvis was a real person and not some AI. Yeah, he's that big blonde-headed. He's that big blonde-headed dude. He is? Yeah. Well, that's not clear in this story. Yeah, it is. Um, um, because, well, unless he's an AI, but we see him when they're in the limo. This big blonde-headed guy is sitting there with the passed-out uh, women, and he's going down a thing of um, uh, itinerary items, and then um, Tony Stark says, pass Jarvis, and then he goes, oh, here's something else, and then he continues to go on. So it's not an AI construct or a, uh, you know, something Maybe else. He's a life model decoy. Oh, ba -ba -ba -ba, life model decoy. I don't even know if we've seen those in... Uh, in um, the Marvel Universe. The Ultimate Marvel Universe, I'm sure we have, because they have Nick Fury. Is he and a life Nick model Fury. decoy in the Ultimate Universe? Nick Fury without an LMD is like, uh, I don't know, McDonald's without hamburgers that taste like masking tape. Mm. Ip -op, ip -op. Does, uh, is uh, in the 616, is Dr. Doom, are all the Doombots LMDs? No, Doctor they Doom's just Doombots robots. are Doombots. Ah, okay. LMDs were created by S.H.I.E.L.D. Doctor Doom would not use someone else's technology. Ah, he would use Doom uh, would superior Doom age. technology. Exactly. He built it himself. Now, he probably stole it because that's what, you know, that's that's the kind of thing that Doctor Doom is known for, is taking somebody else's idea and improving it. Or sabotaging it and giving everyone cosmic Sa ray powers. Sabotaging it. <laughs> Sab improving it. <laughs> exactly. What I mean, uh, beyond just the uh, the design of this, which has more of an Asian influence in in the uh, armor than than in my opinion than what we've seen before. What did you think of the rest of the art in the series? I I I actually am very much bothered by the art. Everyone's eyes are really freakish. They're either really tiny slitted eyes, mm -hmm. or they're just completely blacked out. And everyone seems yeah, to be shadow. wearing. Really, really thick eyeliner. <laughs> that's how they and do it in the uh, in the ultimate, the ultimate universe. universe. Well, and you know that's fine, I suppose. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't wear eyeliner. I'm saying that this art is disturbing because of the the eyes that we're seeing. Um, now, I will say he does technology really well. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the scene, you know, where the woman is clearly driving a 1976 Ford F one fifty. It is clearly a 1976 Ford F-150, which I appreciate. And the scenes with uh, Howard Stark's limousine, those, I mean, those are dead solid perfect. So, I mean, if you wanted someone to draw a technological story, this is this is your guy. Well, this is certainly a technological story dealing with... Uh, I'm the Iron Man. I'm the Iron Man. When you're going to eat me from my can. No, wait, that's Olive Man. I always get those. <laughs> See how easy yeah. it is? Yeah, See how see. easy it is? So, uh, I don't know. What else is there to say about this? I thought the coloring was nice. Coloring's nice. It's not overly done. It has lowercase uh, lettering. As the oh, yeah, that's kind of the big Ultimate thing. Universe thing. I guess yeah, I never really paid attention to that until somebody pointed it out to me. It's it's a little disturbing when you're used to, you know, the uppercase fonts. I guess I just don't pay that much attention. I mean, I pay attention to lettering, but, you know, if you were to hand me a Marvel comic and then, uh, you know, a regular Marvel comic and then this comic and I just read them, I just read it. I guess I just wouldn't. My mind has never just tripped into, oh, hey, this is a difference between upper and lowercase. Yeah, I always do. And I, I it may just be that I've read so many comics 
with the everyone trying to do that same font mm-hmm. or doing the you know the hand lettered the John Byrne hand lettering is what yeah, I know yeah, yeah. more than anything. And the lowercase is noticeable. It's not a bad issue. It's just kind of a I don't know why we're doing it issue. It feels like it's been done before. But it hasn't in the ultimate universe. Well, it hasn't in the ultimate universe, but here's the thing the ultimate universe doesn't matter. The ultimate to somebody it is, does. It, no, it's an appendix. But to somebody it does. I mean, it Ultimate Spider-Man, when it came out, would sell millions and millions of copies. Sold more than the regular yes, Spider-Man. It sold millions and millions of copies to the same 4,700 people who keep trying to sell me their 20 copies of Ultimate Spider-Man number one. Now, I'm not saying that your stories aren't good. I'm not saying that if you love the Ultimate Universe, you're wrong. I'm saying that the Ultimate Universe is an appendix. It used to be a going concern. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, no, let's make it drastically, vastly different from the regular Marvel. Mm-hmm. And everybody went, wait, whoa, that's too weird. I'm out. So now your ulti- even your ultimate spider stories aren't selling what they used to be. No, 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 no. And I agree. I mean, once again, once they let uh, Jeff Loeb loose on, uh, yeah, on Ultimatum, it was just end of story for me. I mean, I came back and read probably the first... I read the uh, on and off the first uh, Ultimate Spider-Man arc and then read the uh, Amazing Ultimate Spider-Man or whatever the Miles Morales series was for about five issues. But then I've rarely picked up Ultimate Comics anymore. And here's the thing. I mean, the Ultimate Universe was the basis of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. And the Marvel Cinematic Universe has shaped the 616 especially through Marvel now in the last three or four years. Oh, yeah. Well, you've got Agent Coulson who's now appearing in the... Right. Uh, regular Marvel the universe. The mainstream universe is veering closer to the ultimate Marvel universe because it's veering closer to that cinematic universe. Whereas the ultimate Marvel universe had pulled away from that and is now having to come back to the point where ultimate Marvel and regular Marvel are pretty similar. Yeah, I can Given see that, that. Tony Stark is fighting the Mandarin in Invincible Iron Man. I'm not entirely sure why I need to see a different version of it. With the do you Mandarin think, being his dead ex-girlfriend. Do you think that there are people, and, and because you work at a comic book store, do you think that there are, there are people who only read Ultimate Comics and don't read the regular Marvel universe? I'm sure there are. Yeah, there there are people who specialize like that. People who say that the you know the regular Marvel has too many barnacles on it. But there are the same number of barnacles now on the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. In such a short time, a much shorter time, to where those barnacles are now a lot more noticeable. I was really, really, really kind of when when I started seeing what was going on with Ultimatum, I was really kind of hoping that they were going to end the Ultimate Universe altogether. Well, and I don't know that anyone would be horrifically crushed by that. No, I don't think so either. I mean, maybe somebody's bottom line would be and. Of course, we I'll, wouldn't know anything about this uh, JT character, Josie character. They'll probably do what they did with Flashpoint and somehow merge it back into the the successful concepts. Don't you, don't you think they kind of already did space. that with uh, the Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker, Miles Morales crossover? Meh, I don't know. I, to some degree, they've merged them. They haven't merged them. They've met. Right. So... And that that's already happened before. I mean, that's where we if got Marvel zombies Marvel from. Universe, if they move Miles Morales over to be Peter Parker's new sidekick or, you know, to be the new Spider-Man, I don't know. Whatever it is that they do, I think that at that point, well, first of all, I again, I, I've said it before and I don't mean to be rude. The Ultimate Universe no longer matters. It doesn't matter and it hasn't for a while. So you can do whatever you want. 
in the ultimate universe and have it be wild and crazy. And Kitty Pride's going to be the, you know, running her own mutant nation and Captain America is going to be the president. And we're going to do. Wait a minute. Captain America is the president in the ultimate universe. Yeah. When did this story come out? Oh, about <laughs> two, three months ago. You should read major spoilers. What? Majorspoilers.com for all sorts of news, reviews and interviews. No way. While people hey. are over there, people should click on that Amazon.com link and buy themselves some stuff. We get a little hey, credit that for that. Would be awesome. Let's all it would talk be pretty like awesome. this. <laughs> Give them a wink, Matthew. Ding. Ding. Um. <laughs> the cougar in her natural habitat. All oh, right. boy. Sorry, I turned into Barney Stinson for a moment there. All right. So anything else we want to talk about with uh, Ultimate Comics Beyond They Don't Matter or this issue in particular? I don't, you know, I... There was nothing that was a big shock, nothing that was a big surprise. Yeah. There was nothing that it, was out of the ordinary. There was just it was it was workmanlike. It was it was a competently drawn, competently written issue. There was nothing horrible about it, but there was nothing that stood out as must read. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 best I can say about it is it's readable. If yeah. you're in this universe and you really want to know what's going on, then there you go. You you have your Ultimate Tony Stark doing ultimate Tony Starky things. I kind of like uh, young Tony Stark in the overalls without a mustache. Young Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah that's what they should have. They should have the adventures of young Tony Stark. They did that back in 95. They did? Yeah, Tony Stark died and uh, they brought his younger self forward in time and he was a college student. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, a lot of people remember it because it was awful. That wasn't that 2099 stuff, though, was it? No. That was just regular Invincible Iron Man? Mainstream Marvel Universe. It was in the wake of Avengers The Crossing, where they revealed that Iron Man was a traitor to the Avengers and had been manipulated by Immortus since uh, he was a very young boy. And uh, then somebody went, wait, no, this is dumb. And they undid it. Literally, they undid it. And they don't even talk about it. It's just Interesting. I think I, I wasn't reading Marvel back in 95, but... Knowing that we were still in college at the time, surely you probably mentioned this and went off on it. Surely. You and Bruce Otter. Don't call me Shirley. Bruce Otter didn't read Iron Man. I bet he had an opinion, though. Now, he read Captain America for a while. I clearly remember that. Interesting. Fascinating. All right, Matthew, what's the bottom line on this book? Eh, two stars. It's not bad. It's not great. It's not something that I would pick up unless you really, really want to know about it. And... More importantly, it retcons a lot of what we know about Ultimate Tony Stark. Yeah, I think uh, that's probably a little bit of a negative, too. I'm going to give this uh, three stars. I think it's a little bit better than average, uh, especially in some of the art department. I know you have some problems with the eyes, but overall, I thought the art was really, really solid. Uh, story is is solid as well. It's a very average story. There's no big surprises until we get to issue three and we find out that Josie's really the Mandarin. Josie Mandarin. I'm calling that now. Oh, I, I'm with you. All right. I, I am totally with you. And when I say that I'm with you, it means I'm with you. So what you're saying is, yeah, you're with me on this. Yeah. All right, listeners. Hopefully you have enjoyed this uh, little brief uh, moment of your time as we talk about ultimate comics, Iron Man number do, one. Do, do. This is probably what volume two or is this volume three? This is volume four. What? Holy crap, I haven't read the Ultimate Universe in a long time. Okay. Listeners, if you would like to uh, help support the cause, we would greatly appreciate it. Heading over to Major Spoilers and making either a one-time donation, or you could make a 2 a 5 or $10 a month recurring donation. Uh, that certainly helps us uh, do more great things like this podcast. 
Uh, somebody asked the other day, hey, are you guys going to spin this off into a standalone podcast? Yes, eventually we will. If there's still enough interest uh, 10 issues down the line or 10 episodes down the line. Uh, and we will probably also be creating a, a master feed so that everybody can get everything in one spot. And the slave feed for those of you who haven't taken <laughs> off the gimmick. All right, everybody. The we will uh, talk sleeping. with you again next week we'll for some other little bit of fantastic bit of comic book comic fantastic for oh maybe yeah we've done enough marvel let's find Probably. something more interesting <laughs> Ooh, maybe fantastic batman oh yeah batman we haven't done batman in a long time <laughs> what how I, dare you I, sir batman. look at me i'm all like ooh, batman is my name and this is how no I it's talk. more like ooh, i'm batman this is how i talk Ooh, i'm batman <laughs> the scene was particularly difficult to shoot. Yes. Well, because that guy was standing in the way. Oh, fine. Oh, well and good for you. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. We will be back next week for something fantastic or spectacular or amazing. We don't know yet. Or Christian Bale. Nah. See ya. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Majorspoilers. Fat the X-ray vision of a Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little me would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm Stark Raven rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fine Be in the Middle East With a King Santo and soldier what a major spoiler, what a major spoiler, yeah, 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 what a major spoiler, whoa, 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 whoa. what a major spoiler. Major Spoilers, it's copyright 2012.